Hello, everyone, and welcome to issue number 114 of the Bad Cody Funky Podcast. And remember, this is the only podcast that produces more than six episodes a season. Yeah. Joining us tonight, hey. we have Dave the Bearded Menace. Spoon! Doc Chris. Gravity is a harsh mistress. <laughs> TV's Casey. The only sane oh, cast member in this crazy show. Guys, I did it again. I fucked up the overlay. It's okay. <laughs> oh, everyone oh. is everyone else. Good news it's on your TV destiny, Casey. Friend. Good news on Dave. <laughs> Who do I get to be? This is why we can't have nice things. This is TV's Casey here. Does that mean I get to finally open the show? Yep. Yes, it's all Good you. Good job. <laughs> Good job. GG, GG. You um, finally made it in life. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about my cute dog. I'm Greg. Hey, you got to give the people what they want. And what the people want is Pippin by the boatload. So they just got to do that. There we go. I fixed it. I fixed it. I swear. We're fine now. I hope. Yeah, we're good. And I'm your host for the evening, Booster Greg. Just messing everything up, hitting all the buttons. Tonight, we're going to talk about the Tick, um, which is a, a nigh well-known superhero originating here in sunny Massachusetts, uh, originally a mascot for local comic book store chain, uh, New England Comics, the Tick quickly found success as a spoof of the great American superhero archetype and has since spooned his way into his own cartoon series <laughs> and two live action interpretations. Tonight, we'll be talking about the most recent of those interpretations, the Amazon original series by the same name, The Tick. So um, what I want to know, as always, kind of going into this right off the bat, uh, what were your impressions going into this show? Before watching or while watching? Before watching. Um, so I'm not going to lie. I, I wasn't too into it. Um, I briefly watched a cartoon when I was a little kid. Um, and I, I guess the hum- for me, especially when I was younger, the humor was probably way too not there maybe. You know what I mean? I just remember enjoying it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And then a live action one came out for like the, in like, what was it? Late yes, 90s, mid 90s around there? 2001. Oh, really? Wow. Yep. Yeah. So the live action one came out, and I was like, oh, they made a live action version of Tick. It must be better than I think, but didn't had no desire to watch it. So I was like, fuck it. I'll give this a shot. And it was really funny. Like, I didn't realize how much of like a lovable idiot the Tick really is. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like the main thing he's known for. <laughs> it's weird, because when I saw the cartoon, I was a little kid. I only saw like maybe two or three episodes, like a, like a very, very small handful. Um... I just wasn't into it, and I don't know why. Maybe because it wasn't Batman or wasn't, like, dark and brooding what I was looking for. It was more, like, funny tongue-in-cheek, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, I got upset at the fact they were making fun of, like, heroes in a way. Where now it's, like, I revel in the fact they're making fun of heroes in a way. Probably because we're oversaturated with the superhero genre. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, what about you, Chris? Uh, so I had a similar starting to Dave where I hadn't really watched. Um, I watched a little bit of the cartoon, but at the time, kind of way over my head. I had no idea what yeah. was going on. Didn't know why it was funny. Um, but then I actually went over a friend's house probably around 2002, something along those lines. And he had a couple of the first few episodes of that uh, the live action run on DVR and we watched a, a whole bunch we watched a couple of them and I thought it was like the funniest friggin thing uh, but back then I did not have quite the technology so I never really I don't know if I, I don't think I've ever watched the whole thing all the way through I've probably only seen the first like three or four episodes um, hmm. but I found it absolutely hilarious it was kind of the right kind of humor at the right time for me 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty similar. I read a couple of the comics. Uh, I watched a bit of the live action show and a bit of the cartoons. The cartoons, like the Tick cartoon was always just on right after the cartoon I liked to watch. And yeah. this will go to show you the staying power of that other cartoon. I can't tell you what that other cartoon was. Yeah, you're right. At all. But uh, the Tick is always kind of remains. Spider-Man, the animated series, perhaps? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. No, it was on Fox. I remember that. It's on that Fox block, baby. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't think it was, though. I think it was like, I can't remember. It was like some other weird one that I didn't quite. Like, I really liked it there, but now it's just kind of like thinking about it. I obviously don't like it that much because I can't remember it. But um, <laughs> I watched a little bit of the Warburton. I was kind of disappointed with the Warburton stuff, mostly because he, it's just like the mask is so like symbolic Different. with the cartoon for me that he just, it was just having his face there just didn't do it. Even though I love me some Patrick Warburton face, but not as the tick. No, thank you. Mm. Um, so going into this, I um, I can't tell you, I can't give an, an accurate depiction because I watched on Twitch last year or whenever it was, they actually showed all the pilot episodes um, for what they were going to do next. So they had a Jean-Claude Van Damme one, which is kind of a comedy. They had the tick and they had a third one. Um, so I had watched this just kind of like jump into it. I had the day off and I was on Twitch and it was like, oh, let's let's kind of watch this stuff. Let's it's Amazon on. pilot season. Yeah. So <laughs> I watched that. And uh, my one complaint was the Tix costume was kind of weird. And then they fixed oh, it. Oh, little, little I loved it. A little insecty. Uh, yeah. A little, little I thought weird. it was great. But you yeah. clearly could tell dude couldn't move like at all. Yeah. It took oh, me yeah. probably like three episodes of this into realizing, wait a minute. This the is costume's different. different. Yeah, I was like, this yeah. costume is different. And I had to do like a triple take and looking up all over the interwebs. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the funny thing is, like, he even mentions it in like in the second episode. Yeah. Because in, in, the, in the first episode, he's still yeah. wearing like that same like piloted like costume. Yeah. And the oh, second one, he's we'll all. We'll get to it, Dave. We'll get to it, Dave. Don't worry. I know, but we'll you're thinking. We'll get to ah. it. Hold, hold, hold your antennas. We'll get there. It's fine. They're sensitive. Um. <laughs> so. Ooh. How. I mean, this kind of goes hand in hand with the other one, but I have impressions. Than... Yeah. Oh, you didn't answer. That's right. Casey. No, man, you were go. saving the best for last. Saving. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the last. tick. Huge. Yeah. Uh, I've read all those comics, black and white, color, you name it, going all the way back to when it started by Ben Edlund, the guy who might be now better known for producing a bunch of shows like Buffy and Angel and all kinds of things. Fun that fact. Makes perfect sense. He yeah. grew up. In the town that I live in right now. There you go. Really? Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I checked his Wikipedia page. Massachusetts, son. Yeah. That's it. Represent. Yeah. But yeah, huge fan of the comics. Huge, huge fan of all the seasons of the cartoon and the Patrick Warburton show. Um, So going into this, I was kind of like, the ticks never really let me down before. I mean, he's been gone a couple of years and hasn't really been in too much. Like his most recent comic ended in, I think, 2011. Oh, wow. Maybe? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, but once I saw that they cast uh, Peter Serafinowicz as the Tick, I knew I'd be in for a good time. Because if you've ever seen him in anything, you know that he immediately lights up the screen with goofballishness. He has the A-holes line from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. He does. <laughs> I was like, why do I know this dude's face? I don't yeah. understand. And then I just was like, why do I keep picturing him saying the word a-holes? I don't a-holes. understand. I think <laughs> he kind of looks like one of my boss's boss's face. I kept on looking at him. I was like, that looks like you, but much more jacked. 
<laughs> and I, I couldn't once I once that dawned on me, I can't unsee it now. Um, awesome. So uh, let's go through. Let's do something a new format for shows. It's just, it's only four of us here, and I had to do a quick head count and make sure I could still count for carry the two. You certainly couldn't label us correctly. <laughs> anything can happen tonight, guys. Anything. Um, we're gonna go through each episode. There's only six episodes. We're gonna go through, talk about what happened during that episode. We're gonna talk about our impressions. Um, so you get to really see the evolution of what we thought about this particular show. Now, I'm going to ask you guys to make sure that we stay on topic with each episode and make sure that we don't start talking about things that happened in episode two before we even start talking about episode one. Fine. <laughs> um, Casey, why don't you kick us off? Episode one, the pilot. Why don't you give us okay. a, br a brief synopsis? So the pilot, instead of sort of starring the tick right out of the gate, it follows Arthur. Um, and if you've seen anything in the past, you know that he's going to eventually become the Tick's erstwhile sidekick. Uh, Arthur's kind of a nervous, skittish man, uh, involved in what looks like some kind of big conspiracy. And we find out through flashbacks and other developments that his father was killed uh, alongside the five most premier superheroes of this world by the most nefarious villain to walk the city, the Terror. <laughs> Uh, the Terror is a centigenarian, whatever the correct word is for a bad guy who's a hundred years old plus. Oh, uh, who's been cool. yeah, who's been kind of a, a big menace for a long time. But it's a it's enough where, I mean, he obviously makes headline news, but he he gives Arthur like more complexes that would afflict, you know, uh, a a grown man or that most people would probably be able to handle. Uh, so, but it starts, the, the episode is primarily focused around him still working to, like, upend this conspiracy. And when he finds something going down at the docks, he bumps into the tick. Larger than life, boisterous than any <laughs> superhero to date. And he just plain barges into battle. And it's over uh, some experimental super suit stuff. Um, but the pilot is pretty, it's alright. I, I liked it quite a bit. But it, it sort of gets everything in place where it needs to be. Yeah. Um, although I will say by the time we get to the second episode, things it kinda the feel of the show kind of changes. But what were your guys' impression of the first episode? Um so it again, me going into like a show I didn't like when I was a little kid and like wasn't really looking forward to watching this. I gotta say, before the tick shows up, it is very captivating what's going on, and I don't know why. You know, like Maybe it's something to do like with Arthur and how he's acting or how I know that he will be the psychic at some point. You know, like it was very well acted. Mm. You know, well, I believe I believe he was neurotic. It's, you know? a, it's an interesting dynamic because Arthur is the sidekick, but he's the main character. Right. Yeah. Which I yeah, it's interesting. Appreciate. Yeah. And like, um, again, it didn't start. We didn't see the. I didn't see that. We didn't see the tick until like much, much later in the episode. You yeah. know, I mean, not that far ahead, but enough but we know like arthur is like the main thing it circles around it was just interesting it didn't start off the way i thought it would i like the idea of they show like um what's his name um the main like super superman type of hero what was his name um superion superion thank you superion um i like how it started off with him and he was like in tunguska like explosion incident and all that stuff like mm. i thought that was cool and how like the ticks narrating it um and, like, even as his narration, like, his voice is so, like, loud and busserous and just, oh, ha -ha! He pulled off that voice 
perfect. Oh god, he yeah. Freaking nailed it with a goddamn hammer. Yeah. And the fu- him him in that fight scene in the first episode was Oh my god, dude, I lost my shit. Like sorry to <laughs> sorry to cut you off, but I no. lost my shit cuz like I don't know much about the character. I just thought he was in a big blue, you know, suit. You know, I don't remember him being like indestructible or strong. So Nero's shooting at him and just bouncing off him. He's just laughing. <laughs> and he's just knocking him everywhere. I lost it. I'm like, this is incredible. Holy crap. And he's just like grabbing guys and he's not even like hitting them. He's just slapping them like, Ugh. and they're flying through walls. He even does the classic finger flick. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which is oh, the best for someone beautiful. who has entirely too much strength. <laughs> <laughs> or rather the strength of 10, perhaps 20 men. A full bus stop of men. <laughs> what I really liked about this, uh, when I first started watching it, what I really, I got really uh, a vibe of that show Wilfred with um, yeah. oh, Elijah yeah. Wood. With Elijah Wood, uh, what I really liked. And when you start off this first episode, it's kind of, you don't know, you know that something's happened with Arthur in his past, but you also know he's not all there. Yeah. So it kind of starts off hinting whether or not what he's seeing is real. And I felt like it was very similar, very similar to Wilfred. Um, and I also mm. really like that it follows Arthur just because you have this character that is so over the top and, and ridiculous. If they follow that character, like uh, as the primary person, it's not, it's not going to land as well as if we follow the person that's kind of grounded and leading us through this world. Right. Yeah. Um, when I watched first watched it, uh, when I was streaming on Twitch, um, I caught the last 15 minutes of it, but what I was able to pick up on my first, like kind of go around on episode one, I was like, Oh, are they going to play up? Like the, the tick is his imaginary friend. Like, cause they had the eye twitch going, like you were saying, you know, he's not all there. And I was like, that would be such an interesting dynamic all of a sudden. Um, Better way to put it is we see the tick and Arthur develops a tick. Yeah. Yes. Oh, <laughs> so great. And so also great. in pre when they were talking about redoing the show, um, they actually talked about how there was actually rumors about how the tick would be um, part of Arthur's imagination. Mm. So I was actually going into it with that. I was going into watching the show with that assumption that that was going to be some kind of big reveal. Yeah. Now, Casey, like, what was, and, like, anyone who knows better than I do, like, what was, like, the Tick's, like, story? I remember someone telling me, like, at work, like, oh, so they're going with so-and-so being, like, the mental patient. I'm like, wait a minute. So is that what he's supposed to be, a mental patient? Like, what's his deal? As far as I know, the only backstories we've ever, we've ever really gotten for the Tick and Arthur are that the Tick is maybe an escaped uh, insane asylum patient who has superpowers for whatever reason and is only ever seen wearing the costume like if right. he ever needs to put on other clothes he puts them on over the the blue suit right like if you've ever seen the picture of like the tick in a tuxedo or something or maybe it's dressed as a bellboy the greatest the greatest um but arthur i'm pretty sure has just been like an accountant who either grew disillusioned with regular life or they Everybody around him kind of treats his, like, superhero costuming as, like, like an addiction. Like, they feel like they need to intervene, but they also kind of respect his life choices at the same time. <laughs> the way the the way the, the Tick has always kind of played, played with that dynamic uh, has always been pretty good, <laughs> you know. There's more stuff that, that is in later episodes that we can get into that play off that, but yeah. uh, at least in the first episode, I, I, I do kind of like that Arthur sort of accidentally falls into... 
his yeah. role instead of like chasing it. It's a little different, but um, it's, it's good. For for Dave's answer to Dave's question, um, every single interpretation of the tick has a different origin. Really? So That's cool. In the comic book, he it was apparently a le- he was legally insane and he escaped a mental institution that was located mm-hmm. not too too far from the city, right? Uh-huh. Um, in the animated series, they just said he passed his official superhero initiation test and was assigned to the city. Um, the 2001 live, live action series, Bat Manuel, suggests the tick may, might be from space um, and was tricked <laughs> was tricked into moving into the city after irritating the employees of a remote bus station. Yeah, and in this that, one, yeah. they just say, we don't know, right? In this one, it will, like I said, we'll get to that. Uh, episode two, entitled Where's My Mind? Um, this one introduces Miss Lint and her gang. And the, uh, what are they called? What is that gang called? I forget. Oh, the Pyramid Gang. The pyramid? pyramid Gang, yeah. Yeah the, yeah. the ones that look like Egyptians. Oh, what are they called? They live in, they have little triangle houses, pyramid. Yeah. Um, the Pyramid Gang. So that we get to see them. We see the Tick's new suit, which mm-hmm. is great. You can tell that they got a little bit of money. They got a little bit of funding, which is awesome. And um, realized that he couldn't move in the other suit. Couldn't move. Also, <laughs> way more expressive when you can see his eyebrows. Mike, Michael Keaton yeah. syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also find out that uh, Arthur's sister, Dot, who's a paramedic, moonlights for an unsavory business. She pulls... Roller from- derby. I mean, wait. <laughs> Roll- <laughs> hey, no, no. Fuck that. Say what you will. Roller derby's fucking hot. I love roller derby. Roller derby's great. Um, <laughs> we could all agree on that. But so she's pulling ninja stars out of pyramid, pyramid thugs, right? Goons. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think of this this particular episode? Um, it was f- definitely like more comedy into it, just because it shows like how Miss Lint how it's this episode where her sh- shit got fucked up, right? Her wrist things. Yeah. 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 And like, I, it's just a cool like, I thought it was a really cool thing where she can do shit electricity, but because of that, she's always like statically charged, so shit's like sticking to her. So I thought that was like kind of a really cool. Um, little detail that like other comics or other movies that don't do with their heroes. It just shows like the side effects of their power to like a funny degree, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I thought like Ramses was kind of funny. He just seems like a guy that shouldn't be in charge, but he kind of is. And when they first yeah. show him in the limo, I thought, I thought he was Danny McBride when they first showed him. Oh, he man. totally should have been Danny McBride. Like, yeah, that, that easily could have been Danny McBride. Like I'm not saying this, this, this um, actor did a bad job, but the way he looks, he's Danny McBride, a ball Danny McBride. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Was this the one, or was that episode one? Which is the one with the the flashback for Arthur? Uh, I thought it was the first episode. It was, was no, no. It was the I believe it was the beginning of the second episode. Um, after he gets, oh no, no, yeah, right. First episode is when he gets arrested. Yeah, and they see the picture of him. Oh and yeah, his yeah. Sister like, comes oh, together. You're, you're from the, the the you're the kid. The kid from the photo. The kid from the yeah. Photo. So it is the first episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. So is this the one where he has the flashback of the um, nightlight? Do you guys remember? That's also in the pilot. Is it? Everything's in the pilot. Really? I thought all the all the imaginary tick stuff is in the pilot. By the second episode, when the tick meets Dot, that oh, just yeah, gets right. thrown out the window. Right. Yep. You're like right. it's brought it's brought up like it gets very close to the point where Arthur is just like on the fence about whether if the tick exists. is real or not, and then it's the next scene. It's just like, it's done. It's like, I can see Arthur. Him. Yeah, Arthur actually gives up and goes. You know what? I'm nuts. I'm admitting it. And then Dot's like, who's the big blue guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's when I'm, all right, well, all of my uh, my preconceived notions about what had, had just happened. Although I guess it kind of went down when uh, the tick got attacked by, what's her name? The 
with the mislint. electricity. Mis- yeah, mislint. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, that could still be like his imagination doing it. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Because I thought the same thing. Like, Fight club maybe... style? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was actually him fighting her, but he imagined it was a tick. Mm. You know? Yeah. I dress how you want to dress. I fuck how you want to fuck. Imagine if he said that. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I thought it was going with it also. But they really could have, like, passed off this whole entire series as the tick being his, his imaginary friend, or at least in his mind, easily. I kind of um, wish the tick was my spirit animal. <laughs> He's my spirit animal. No, Dave, he gives your hugs. spirit animal is the very large man. Oh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> that's going too far, anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's not episode two. <laughs> Walking around naked, thing hanging out. <laughs> I don't know, because I, cause I give hugs like the tick to people that are super unwilling. I know. I've given hugs to you, Greg. I've been I've been victim of that hug many a time. <laughs> yeah, Greg, splash from the first hug I ever got from Dave. Actually, <laughs> put that on screen. For this viewers. viewers, this picture right here is I would say probably eighty five percent of our hugs. Me and Dave. <laughs> Look how into it the tick is. Look how uncomfortable Arthur is. <laughs> but that's about it. That's it. Uh, also, Arthur's suit is a departure from that. Uh, the one that looks kind of like Woody Allen in a sperm suit. Yeah, the update. <laughs> like the, the classic one. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. That oh, yeah. really funny. Well, I, I, so I, I like how the suits identify as what they're supposed to be. It's just good costume design. And they got rid of like kind yeah. of the a little bit of the goofy stuff on the Arthur because it's supposed to be, and we'll find out a little bit later what it's supposed to be. Um, but it just it just works like they worked the goggles into it, not just to conceal identity, but to have an actual function. Right. Um, so cool. That's that's episode two. Unless anyone else can think of anything else that happened in there. That's all that I can really think. I mean, we got we got some Miss Lint flashbacks about, you know, who oh, she yeah. comes from, where she is, oh, yeah. which was which was pretty good. Like her whole M.O. is just like if people are going to call you names, just fucking own it. Yeah. yeah. And then and and wear black as a villain, even though. All you can see is the stuff that's getting attached, like attached to you. Yeah. Oh, that's why he gave her. That's why he gave her those like those wrist thingies because it would like yeah. would ground her pretty much. Yeah. It helps her control it. Is it just me, or did they really want Paul Giamatti for the terror, and they couldn't? They didn't get him. Uh, like no, I had to I look it up. Like it, he sounded. He know. had those like like big fat liar Paul Giamatti villain, classic villain, big fat liar. You're welcome. Uh, also, they, Rorschach is the freaking yeah, terror. That's yeah, right. Rorschach like, it it wasn't like it. Just like it, I don't know. It just I had to double take it. Like I had to yeah. actually look it up. Um, I I, I saw Jackie Jackie Earl. Wasn't Jackie Earl? Earl Haley. Jackie Earl Haley. Earl Haley. I was two thirds. Although right dressed like Ivan Ooze. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I had to look it up. Every but, time it's a supervillain costume we don't like. It looks like Ivan. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they all? You're not wrong. Yeah. Don't they all? <laughs> um, but yeah, so we got we got a little bit of a taste of the dynamic between the terror and Miss Lint, which is kind of cool. I like I like when they humanize the big evil bad a little bit. It feels very like Joss Whedon-y when they have like yeah. you know wearing a little bathrobe, doing his thing, stuff like that. Yeah, he was kind of he was kind of the master e. Yes, yes, he was. You're That's right. That's where I was got a, the master vibe. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, next episode, episode three, Secret Identity. Casey, you want to take this one? Uh, well, I just got the 
I did the pilot. Don't, don't we have to go around in a circle? Okay, then Chris, you can do it. <laughs> oh God! Now I got to freaking remember what happened in this episode. So uh, when Arthur decides, uh, I think at that point that he is going to try to keep tracking down the terror uh, and agrees to help the tick. Um, he also find out well. So th- I think this is the one. I'm cheating, by the way, because I have the IMDb page up right now. Son of a bitch! Ah. Um, this is the one where he decides he wants to take a break. He's just like, I'm done with this. This is too fucking much. I don't so want to be the reverse of what I just said. It's the reverse of what you said. <laughs> you're thinking episode four, I think. Oh yeah, he goes back. He goes back to work. Um, doesn't five. but doesn't he have a folder? He he has the folder of all the research that he's done. Yeah, he's got the folder. He goes back to work. He's like, I'm just gonna be a normal guy, and that's where we meet Overkill. Yeah. Overkill, uh, who attacks him? Yes, and Overkill is like a. Uh, Punisher. Classic nineties. He's crossbones. Anti-hero bad guy. Yeah, he's, he's, he's crossbones. Like, yeah. crossbones. He looks just yeah, like you're crossbones. Right. You're right. He, he, he literally has crossbones. He's crossbones, um, but more of an anti-hero, not a villain kind of thing. Yeah. He's got that badass voice going on, right? He got the crazy <laughs> contacts in there, like just like everything Hockey about the nineties. Stuff written on it. Yeah. Everything about <laughs> the nineties that you hate and love at the same time is this guy overkill. Um, now is he this one of, was he one of the because i was trying to identify because he looked familiar to me is he like one of the original heroes that got killed no, no. uh he'd be he's way too young because his eyes are missing well i mean like he he's obvious i like robotic eyes i'm guessing so and his face oh, is all fucked up dave you're killing me remind me in episode five to talk about something about that wait uh yeah. they, we haven't gone back to his lair yet correct 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 Do, noted that's episode. This uh, would be a lot harder than you think, Craig. I know. <laughs> oh, damn it. This is why we're trying it out on the tick. Um, we got the worst going? people for this. Yeah. Anyways, he knocks uh, He knocks the tick basically out the window. There's a big fight scene in the office building. He freaking wrecks the office. Oh, man, uh, the tick gets thrown out of the window in hilarious fashion. Mm. Yeah, he, uh, he does the classic now in at least three, maybe four versions of the tick. Where he grabs the flagpole and is like, "Oh, it's fine. I'll just land on this concrete." <laughs> like, yeah, basically, if you f- fall, fall like, "Oh, look for every opportunity to fall well." Yeah. He freaking grabs the American flag, yeah, and lands so good with a quite patriotic uh, splat. So, what do you guys think about the 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 dynamic between the Tick and Overkill in this particular episode? So, they're the same guy. In a way, but completely different extremes. How do you mean? Like they're both. They. I'm not, I'm not gonna let you get away thing. with saying they're the same but different. You're gonna have to explain your answer. You're gonna have to do, show me your math, Dave. Oh God! All right. So basically, we have the tick. Will not kill a soul. Yeah. Super indestructible. Very very terrifying because you can't destroy him. You can't kill him. Yes. You know. Correct. So that's being that's already been established. Yeah. Overkill. Will kill anything in his path, and what makes him very, uh, very, very scary is that he kills the bad guys in the worst possible way. He doesn't just like you know shoot them; they're dead. No, he hacks them, he ninja stars them, stabs them. That alley them. fight was a bloodbath. Oh my yeah. god, it's so good. So it's like they're both terrifying in a way, but in different. They're both terrifying, but in completely different extremes. The tick is indestructible, whereas nigh invulnerable. Nigh invulnerable. Nigh Get our things right. <laughs> All right, nigh invulnerable, but overkill destroys everything in his path. You know, at least you know with the tick, you're not going to get killed. It'll just get 
thrown very far away. Overkill, you're not going to live to see the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they have like a a weird, like, I don't know, Superman... Batman type deal. Punisher is definitely yeah. You're right. Uh, Punisher is definitely a way better description. Yeah, Yeah. like they they kind of have this weird like yeah. You go against the tick. It's gonna be scary because he's just laughing in your face as you're unloading your clip, and he'll just like flick you, and you might break an arm or a leg or something, or Or collide with a water tower. Yeah, or an apartment building, or a billboard, (laughs) or you'll get gutted. Like the fish you are. Like a goddamn fish. Like a that God was also those those moments with overkill just freaking destroying people made you realize, oh yeah, this is why this is on Amazon and not on <laughs> <or> television. <Yeah. laughs> and it's totally like it's completely out of nowhere the amount of violence that happens in like a very small amount of time. It's spectacular. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Now is like overkill in the comic, is the comic that violent? No, no. The comic is since the comic mostly stars the tick. I mean, he again, he doesn't. He has that classic superhero no kill policy. Yeah. Um, but he just pretty much just clobbers guys. Yeah. Um, I I can't think of a real instance where somebody actually dies in that book, other than yeah. maybe in like a a self induced explosion or something. Yeah. No, your your classic PG supervillain way to die. I mean, the the comic has characters named like Chairface and Batmanuel. Yeah, there's a there's a character in the cartoon that shows up a couple of times called Big Shot, who's like the best version of the Punisher because he has like known anger management problems, and between <laughs> seasons he sees a therapist. Oh, that's great! That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, but that would be the closest thing I I could think of to Overkill. Yeah, um, I think they just wanted. I mean, because the Tick is a parody on Superman, essentially that that great like. Superman, Captain America, uh, that American superhero archetype that they wanted the other side of that coin, to your point, Dave, they wanted like the 90s superhero archetype, which is just all guns, ninja stars, throwing stuff, disappears, has the coolest tech, has got like his own AI, stuff like that, and kills everything. Kills everything. Um, hmm. I think that's why they, they work pretty well together. Moving right along to Party Crashers. Now, this is the one where the guy from Lost shows up and turns out yeah. he is Arthur and Dot's um, stepfather. Oh, yeah. And has a weird fashion fascination with feet. Remember that? Very weird. Um, and still, Arthur's trying to keep things under wraps. He definitely doesn't... He got rid of the suit, gave it to Miss, Miss Lint, I think, took it. Or she... Yeah, Miss Lint he at gave the end it, of the last episode. Um, just... Got got it, and because this episode we actually we also get to see her lair. Yeah, with oh, her. Oh, talk about her oh lair, Casey. And she lives with her ex husband. It's horrible. That's Playing fantastic. Listening to three eleven, the yeah. biggest tool, like ever. Oh, wonderful man bun. Wonderful. So the the discussion they have about. I'm not sure if it's if it's this one or the next one, but it takes place in her apartment and. She like destroys his like his like ten speed bike out of rage, and he's very casual about the whole thing. He's like, you know, don't like electro blow up my stuff, you know. Like it was it was all part of the divorce settlement, <laughs> and and her thing is just like, why can't you just buy me out? And he's like, why can't you buy me out? And she's like, it's my it's lair. lair, it's my goddamn lair. The dynamic between the two of them is hilarious, and we also, I don't. I'm not sure if it was that episode too, but it was either that or earlier where we find out that she and Overkill have a thing for each other. 
Because they're oh, yeah. it, it, she it, asked about me. It, it's like is that episode? She asked about me. Like what? What is it with you two? <laughs> it's definitely in uh in party crashes when like she's like when she's at the freaking birthday oh, party. Oh yeah. And he says it. he's like Overkill wants it. She's like Overkill. Do you say anything to anything to you about me? That's like it's like in that episode. Yeah. 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 And I like that she said her name was Paloma. Like I thought that was kind of funny. In Spanish, Paloma means feather duster. <laughs> ah. that's funny it's a bilingual well, bonus depending Buena. on the dialect but yeah it means like feather duster pretty much cute it could also cute. mean bird oh. um we we see the news report of someone called the very large man that is making his way <laughs> through the country into the city yeah. um a giant naked guy he is literally just a giant out of shape balding naked guy oh, you know what it reminds me of you. Like as soon as they showed him like walking around, yeah. not me. Um, <laughs> Rick, uh, Rick and Morty when like, um, oh, oh, you're right. You know what yes. I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I didn't even think the of that. Santa. Well, like the giant homeless guy. Yeah. <laughs> There's a giant yeah. naked Santa in the sky. Let's go to the West Coast. Oh yeah, <laughs> we have feet, very very large feet. You know what they say about large feet? We can only happen what's happening in the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's one of two episodes of Rick and Morty that I've actually seen. Oh, Aha, I get that reference. Yeah. yeah. I get that. understand that reference. It was kind of a missed opportunity not making it a character named Dinosaur Neil. Oh, you're the, so uh, right. I forgot yeah. about Dinosaur Neil. I didn't think about that at first, but uh, my my trusty sidekick reminded me of it. For prior those of us who don't know, me, who is Dinosaur Neil? Dinosaur Neil is a... Uh, He's an anthropologist who dates Arthur's sister in the cartoon, <laughs> and through a, a variety of of wacky science experiments gone wrong, he becomes a giant dinosaur man. That's that's great. I yep. completely forgot about him. God, that is so great. Um, Miss Lynch shows up <laughs> at the party after realizing that the suit has imprinted on Arthur, and Arthur is the only one that can use it. Yeah. So uh, she makes him undress in what looks like his bedroom as a kid in his parents' yeah. house. Yep. And um, puts the suit on. One thing leads to another. And Arthur ends up f- jumping off of the second floor of his parents' house and floating away, essentially. No. That's about how he does like probably the coolest like superhero thing ever. Like there's a freaking like vacuum cleaner. Oh, you're right. Yeah, the, that. That he picks up and he's like hitting her with. I don't think he knew it was going to work, no. but the fact that it blew up and all the dust got on her yeah. was pretty <laughs> funny. It's like it's one of those those bits that wasn't necessary to like to, to do anything with the story, but I'm so glad they put it in there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure as soon as you design a supervillain whose whole thing is like she magnetizes lint you have to have an exploding <laughs> vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Like, I can just imagine being part of that the writer's roundtable and just be like, all right, so she's attracting all this lint. What episode do we have a vacuum cleaner exploding <laughs> in the face? Like, it's just, it's going to happen. When do we do it? That's true, yeah. And your answer is episode four. Uh, leads us into episode five um, with the Pyramid Gang hot on his tail because it activated a sensor that they had as soon as um, Arthur started It, it was a tracker around. they had or yeah, something. Yeah, a tracker right on it. Um, mm-hmm. So we have the Pyramid Gang, the Tick, and now Dot, who's kind of piecing all these things together, what's going on. Um, 
just on the on the run, trying to chase the fly flyaway kite that is now known as Arthur. And the best thing is, is the tick and Dot are driving in Dot's car, and his antennas just don't quite fit in. And we all know from episode three, three, how sensitive the tick's antennas are, so they can't yep. brush up against the ceiling, so they have to have the sunroof open the whole time. <laughs> no, what I found funny was. Arthur calls Dot, says, put the tick oh. on the phone. Come and get me. Don't tell Dot anything. And she's like, he's leaving. He's like, she's like, Where, where's Arthur? What's going on? There's a lot of things she's asking me. I can't really tell her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going with you. He didn't say she couldn't drive there. That's amazing. Yeah, the best thing is Arthur's just like, tick, I told you not to say anything. And he's like, don't worry, chum. There's none the wiser. And it's like, you just see the thing with the thing. Oh, I love the dick. He's so, so stupid. No, the, the, be- the best part of that is when she uh, she's like, it's for you. And she gives him the phone. And he's like, thank oh, you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And, and he just holds it. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, thank you. And he just holds it like a statue. Thank you. <laughs> it, 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 the, the writing of it reminds me so much of the, the what I think is the best bit of the 2001 The Tick. Where Patrick Warburton, the Tick, and Arthur are hanging out, like in their apartment on his couch, and somebody knocks at the door, and it's like, "Tick, were you expecting anybody?" And he goes, "I'm always expecting something, Arthur." And he goes, <laughs> "No, like, like right now. Were you expecting something right now?" He goes, "Oh no, I, I wasn't expecting anything right now." <laughs> it's just the timing of it is so perfect, and it's just this like, it's almost like the Tick operates like on his own line of logic. Oh, he totally does. It's so perfect. I, I would side love. tangent this uh, this morning. Uh, related to cars and phones, I was driving behind someone that made their own makeshift Bluetooth headset by taking their flip phone and hanging it in front of them from their visor. It was oh, nice. the greatest thing <laughs> oh my I've God. seen in a while. That's fantastic. Back to the Tick. Um, I would love for season two. If uh, that should have been my secret question, now I got to think of a new one. Save if, it, save it, save it. No, no, it's not a secret question. It's a, it's that we're done. I would love if in season two that we had an episode where it's just in the tick's mind. <laughs> oh yeah, I kind of envision it to be kind of like a being John Malkovich moment where it's everyone is the tick except for the bad guy who is just like this most twisted evil thing you can think of. <laughs> That's how I would All I'm thinking question. of is just an empty room with the tick sitting on a couch watching TV. There's just That's a couch, good. a TV, and the tick in an empty room. That would actually, Giant, that would work out. Transmetropolitan did that room. They did a whole um, issue where the main character just watched TV and slowly descended into madness. I love it. It's fantastic. Uh, anyways, we never back left to, the Shonies. Back to episode five. Um, <gasps> we get back to Overkill's lair. Yeah. No, even before that, the like. So wait, you mean danger boat? Oh my god! But basically, it's like so. Alan Arthur lands in his field, and they all go. They all get there pretty much, and then like freaking Overkill shows up. Overkill and Ticker are about to like start fighting each other. You know what I mean? Like they're about to go like mano a mano. It's like, oh, this is gonna be so cool. They're gonna fight again. Dot shows up, talks to Arthur. She's like, you can't do this. You can't be heroes. And like Tick looks at Overkill and he's like, do you wanna, do you wanna fight over there? That's a good place to fight. And Tick's like, no, nah, I'm not, not in the mood right now. The moment's passed. And um, <laughs> then like the pyramid, like the pyramid gangs guys show up and we get to see like both the Tick 
and Overkill work together just to fuck these guys up. Mm. And they do both of it magnificently in their own way. And they stop each other, too. Like So you have that sword that, that Overkill throws to go impale that guy, and the tick just catches it and punches the guy out. And he's like, don't encourage him. <laughs> you know what's funny is that he those two things he uses are, are machetes, and you can use them for, like, um, camping. I have those machetes, or at least I have one of them. Those are no fucking joke. Yeah. Like, I recognized the handle when I saw it, and it's like, I have that. That's a special forces machete. Well, it's not really a special war machete. It's labeled as one. Yeah. And I'm using camping. It's a special. It's a special forces, not actually special forces brand well, machete. Well, the <laughs> thing about it, gravity. Well, like thing I've is like I've used it. It's a take a machete that kind of machete to chop wood in the woods. So usually you need an axe. A machete shouldn't be able to do that because a machete will probably break because like the thickness of the metal. So, long story short, the fact that he's able to cut limbs off with that machete is true. Because I've chopped wood with it. You know how I know Dave's a nerd? That whole story. Yeah, other than the luchador mask. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't the luchador mask or the tick antennas. It was... I didn't know you were such a machete nerd, Dave. I Anything that's blades and camping and stuff like that, I'm into. That's awesome. It slices, it dices, it makes julienne fries. How do you feel about sporks? I'm a big fan of sporks. Um, for camping, they're great because you can be used as either or. Like I had a Fat Man tool for a long time that basically was a like it looks like a Swiss Army knife, but it's kind of stuck together. But you take it apart, it's both a, f- a spork and a knife. I'm so happy you actually had an answer for me. That really pleased me. <laughs> That's fantastic. The only thing I can't do camping is like start fire, start firing rain or or wind. That's the only thing I can't do. We uh, we now all have our strategy for when the zombie apocalypse happens. We go to Dave's house <laughs> and bring a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. Problem solved. Uh, the other cool thing that I really, really enjoyed about episode five is how ballsy Dot gets. You have these yeah. two superheroes about to square off, and she just walks right in the middle of them and punches her brother in the shoulder. That yep. was great. Oh, it's such a such a cool moment. It just it shows off their dynamic really well because it's something we, we've kind of glossed over, but. Growing up, it seems like like their mother their mother's kind of checked out. I get that yeah. impression. You can tell ever since she the, invited his therapist yeah. to uh, his stepdad's birthday party. Yeah, both of them. Both of them. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's she's checked out. I would imagine that happened after you know he witnessed his father getting crushed by the Flag Five spaceship, which was his childhood his heroes, heroes. With while he was holding the toy of that same exact spaceship <laughs> in his hand. Also, the comedic timing of that moment was wonderful. Yeah, oh, it was. It was. It was just really cool. And I, so now you like you have to imagine that you have Dot and you have Arthur, and they're relying on each other for survival. Yeah. Um. And that moment, I think, really kind of brought you back because you've just been seeing ridiculous shit up until that point, and you're kind of like, oh yeah, these are like actual people. You know, there's some ridiculous things going on, but this is their reality now, and they have to deal with it. Um brings us into the lair oh my goodness danger boat danger boat alan tudyk i.e k2so as an ai and was that alan tudyk i didn't even look that up yes it was yeah alan tudyk even more also blatantly it had a recorded song on logic in the background that was uh playing the music when he first enters the lair fantastic it was made me laugh fantastic um we found out that his boat is a little more than meets the eye. He used to be no, no, just no, 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 an no. Uh, operating system, I think it said, right? And then he got artificial intelligence three years ago. 
And ever since then, yeah. he's just been a really annoying roommate <laughs> to He's and been a fully roboticized help. actor. Yeah. <laughs> and the tick keeps trying to touch holograms and it stop it doesn't work. <laughs> oh my god, it's so great. <laughs> I love the tick. It's like every and they don't even really acknowledge it most of the time. He just kind of reaches out to try to touch it and it just kind of wavers a little bit and he just looks <laughs> defeated. Yeah. And it happens like five times. <laughs> The best part, they so they figure out what's going on. Um, they end up having um, Ramses. That's his name, right? Ramses, the yeah, leader Ramses. of the Pyramid Gang. They get some information out of him, and as they're leaving, they well, they have a little bit of a, a, of a disagreement, right? Um, Overkill's like, we got to kill them all. We got to kill the terror. We know he's alive. It's official. Real deal. Japanese steel confirmed. Twenty seventeen, and the tech is like, no, we can't. We cannot do this. And again, you see that dynamic between the two. You see the angel on your shoulder versus the devil on your shoulder. Kill him. Don't kill him. And Arthur is the everyman. He's and he's us in this situation. Um, yeah. He ends up doing the what he thinks is the right thing and, you know, is the right thing in a traditional hero point of view and decides to go with the tick on their way out. He, the tick is about to touch something, is told not to, touches it anyways and says Boop. too late and walks away. <laughs> it's great. It's fantastic. Um, I you know what's interesting also is like the tick has been a nice guy through this entire series. Yeah, until it's, it gets point. to overkill. Yeah, like he to him and he does just does not like overkill. He's an asshole to him. Well, is is an asshole that he can be towards up something. Yeah. Well, that's that's his that's his rule, right? He's got the Batman rule. He's got that your standard superhero rule: just don't kill anyone, and even kind of backtracking a little bit a couple episodes ago when we first first saw overkill and he arthur was just kind of standing by it's like what the fuck is going on um tick is unsure how to approach it because the tick thinks arthur killed all those bad guys right so he was trying to yeah. it, it was like a dad trying to have that awkward conversation about like having he says the it talk I have, yeah i have to give yeah. you the talk yeah and um he's just like yeah i didn't do that tick he goes oh thank god because <laughs> he goes from being very politically correct to like watching what he says to walking on eggshells to oh you already had to talk with your mother thank god <laughs> um so that, that was um that was pretty cool the, is it this episode with the school bus or is it the next episode it's definitely this episode the, uh no, that was the finale finale are we on the finale yeah. we're on the finale yeah, yeah we're at the finale at this point yeah all right <laughs> casey we're back to you so the final episode. Final episode. It's pronounced in which finale. Final the the fin- finale. The fi- the, fina- the finale episode. The fin- um, finale. The finale. The one in which the one in which we really don't get a, a satisfying conclusion of the season. But um, did you say there was going to be more or no? Did so on IMDb, was- I was confused um, because IMDb says at a quick glance there are ten episodes. Yeah, yeah. strange. Um, but if you look at it, so when I was watching it. And I don't like to look at the episode synopsis or anything that I'm watching. I like to be surprised. Um, so afterwards, I went into it. And they just have episode 1.7, 1.8, 1.9, 1.10. 1. No information, no images, no nothing. They're just there. Yeah. And I don't know why. So maybe they're coming next maybe month. They, maybe they have a minimum required of 10 episodes to be on IMDb. Maybe. I honestly oh. don't know. I'm hoping that there's going to be more. Um, Ooh, why this tick is split into two parts on Amazon? Ooh, yeah. So, well, Casey, give us the synopsis. 
So the uh, the the basic once over is uh, Superion resolves the very large man crisis. Sorta, um, sorta, yeah. The uh, the team the team, as it were, actually does get together and team up um, in in d- 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 danger boat, <laughs> and they form a plan to really strike at the terror after some pretty good bits uh, pumping Ramses for information. Um, the terror is actually revealed to be alive the whole time because he shows up in Miss Lint's apartment and they have a nice chat, some dinner, and they give her ex-husband some much-needed platypus venom She is to the pissed neck. at the terror. <laughs> yeah. She's afraid to be pissed yeah. at the terror and I'm not quite sure why because I feel like she could just really kill him. Just zap just him. Zap, zap him. his old ass. Yeah. She's like, what the, like in the comic, does what kind of power does he have? Like, what does he do? He's just old. Oh. He's yeah. just been at the game. A real, he's been at the game such a long time. He know, he basically knows everything that like a hero is going to throw at him. Gotcha. Oh, that's kind of cool. It's kind of like it's kind of like if somebody like reverse Batman. Knew, yeah, like reverse Batman. Yeah. But if like every if you knew everything that was ever on TV tropes or something, how well you'd do as a supervillain? Hmm. I'd be very good at a supervillain if I knew all the TV tropes. Yeah. Yeah, man. Interesting. Um. But yeah, uh, so there's that. that, and then we uh, have Arthur's. They, they try to they try to turn in Ramses, yeah, <laughs> to to the to Aegis, which is like I guess Shield, <laughs> but they cl- it doesn't pan out. They close their uh, office due to inactivity. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Corporate. Um, and then there's a there's a, an incident with some some real heroics and a bus rescue. Oh, that was such a cool. That was the most relatable part of the show for me and i bet you'll know why because you were on, on a bus because i'm on a bus all the time no because never thought i'd be on a because bus. so they go through and this is kind of cool you have so it's one of those classic supervillain diversions right you can catch me spider-man or you can catch your girlfriend oh that didn't well. right let me, let me find a better one that's pre- no that's pretty good that's some i like that green goblin bridge you, so it, it has that like it has that ultimate like you can catch me or you can save them but you can't do both. It's the Spider-Man two like dilemma when he fights um, Doc Ock on the train. Yeah, you've got a train to catch and he just goes away. Yep. So um, Snidely Whiplash and the train. <laughs> so they go after the bus. It was, it was in school bus. Like I said, I lied. It was a public transportation bus, and there's a whole bunch of people on there. Uh, the tech's holding it by the bumper, and the bumper's falling off due to poor craft, craftsmanship and the structural integrity is lot to be desired um they get everyone out and then this the last woman he's that arthur saves is yelling my baby my baby my baby and this is what's the most relatable to me so arthur jumps back in the the bus is on a super steep incline at this point grabs a um what are they called car seat by the handle and the tick lets go of the bus it's just too much it, it drops it and everyone's like, no. And then Arthur flies up, classic superhero moment, holding the car seat, gives it to the woman she, where, she, where she proclaims, my baby. The tick looks at Arthur and proclaims, my baby. And they both embrace <laughs> their babies. Um, the baby is to be revealed a cute dog, possibly a corgi. I couldn't tell. 
but it was fucking adorable. And that's where I was like, yeah, yeah. Arthur, you're, you'll be fine. You're saving puppies. And at this point, <laughs> Arthur has become a hero. A hero. And the, we didn't talk about this. And I just remembering it now. In the first episode, Arthur gets picked up by the cops, right? And they're they're doing the whole thing. We're like, oh, you're the kid from the thing. Um, yeah. The second or third episode, he gets picked up by the cops again. But this time, he's in his outfit. So he says, yeah. you know, I want... Uh, he, he says some legal code thing. He, he pleads to the 28th the Amendment. 20th Amendment. And the 28th Amendment yep. is they can't reveal your, hero's identity. your secret identity. So they go, okay, fine. All right, big guy, what's your name? And he goes, Arthur, fuck. <laughs> and they go, your superhero name is Arthur? And he's just like, yeah. yeah. So that's... So it's almost like, what of yeah, it? Yeah, what huh? of it? So like, now he's Arthur, right? He's not like the Mothman or he's not Mothboy or he's not the Flying Bunny. He's Arthur. So they go, Arthur. I do love like, that that this show also keeps the, the joke alive that he's mistaken for a rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, no, it's just a moth, man. Um, so it's like, you know, there's the neighborhood celebrating them. Everyone's really happy. They go to their favorite bodega to get some little munchies and some good hangs. Uh, Arthur gets a phone call, leaves to answer the call, and it is Overkill, who's just like, good going, you dingus. Now everyone's going to go looking for you, you idiot. Gets kidnapped. Gets a sack thrown over his head, which somehow cuts all cellular connection to his helmet which i don't really get but okay cool um he is revealed to be now in his underwear no suit dark room bag is lifted off his head product placement for alexa (laughs) oh yeah that's right just in case you forgot this was an amazon show there was a moment where i was like oh that's cool i wonder how much i had to pay nothing (laughs) <laughs> it's an Amazon. There show. was another product placement earlier in the show. It was when they first see Ramses, and I forget what it is, but it's something that's very, um, it's very blatant. I, like I they were in on the joke that hey, product placement. I'm pointing at the product I'm placing in this TV show. Oh, I remember something great. like that. It probably would have been better if he had one of those like Amazon buttons to order detergent or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> or if there were like, like it's so easy. It would, I I have to go back and look. I wonder if in um. Miss Lint's lair, if there are just Amazon boxes that are just like hanging out there. I don't know about you guys, but when I get me a lot of Amazon packages, those boxes just kind of tend to sit there. They They really do. And I don't know why. Because you don't throw them out. They just don't leave. (laughs) Go away. They start paying rent. Yeah, you're going to stay. You got to start paying a little bit of rent here. Dude, I still have the Amazon box from his fucking arm I got. (laughs) And that was how long ago? Yeah. Um, it's revealed that the terror now is Arthur and it ends with the terror saying what Casey? I don't, I don't remember. Chris, I don't remember the Chris. line. Uh, well, that's the way the cookie crumbles. You guys are so, so it ends with him saying cliffhanger and it ends. Uh, oh, <laughs> right. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah. Sorry. I forgot about <laughs> Sorry. that. Sorry. I mean, to be fair, Chris was a lot closer than Casey was. Yep. Yeah, I didn't even fathom. <laughs> yeah. Um, would you guys? Th- I mean, I do. Lo- I do love that Alexa. I think Alexa has the, the line I remembered out of that one, where it's like shuffling a uh, playlist of ominous yeah. music. Alexa, <laughs> play ominous music. Shuffling playlist, ominous music. Nice. 
great. Good times. Good times. Um, I'm so overall, overall after watching it, how did you like the tick? Oh my God. I loved it. Like I thought it was hilarious. I really, really bonded with the tick in this. It's like a nine vulnerable, like strong, just doofus. Yeah. He means well, but he's a doofus. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Good spoon. Good dude. Um, Two thumbs up. Two thumbs way, way up. up. Way, way up. I kind of wish they played with uh, the um, is he crazy angle just a little bit more. Like let it linger for a couple episodes instead of co- like you could tell what the pilot episode was and how they how, how much they changed their mind after it. Um, right. I appreciate the MCU aspect of it where it's just like this has changed yep it's different get over it move on i'm not gonna yeah when are when are the the characters from man in the high castle and the tick gonna oh, team God. up in a in a show <laughs> oh, together God. i can watch that now that's fantastic hey, hey recent fight. recent yeah, tick, yeah. T- welcome to amazon prime tick fighting nazis you can get things at two days and you can watch the man in the high castle or you can watch that's a lot of you can watch that's a lot of googly four, eyes you can watch four <laughs> episodes of it like i did and then lose interest immediately Oh. It's not that good, but I'm glad you're watching it. Um, I really liked it, The Tick. I was actually, I watched it most of the episodes in bed at night with Emily sleeping. And so I had to contain a lot of my laughter just not to wake anyone up, which actually didn't work. So note to self, <laughs> not work. You woke her up? Yeah. Yeah. She's, nice. she's the world's lightest sleeper too, by the way. Jesus. Like when I'm when I'm taking my AirPods out to go to bed, like finally, because I have to listen to podcasts and stuff when I go to sleep, I have to like catch the magnet in between my skin so it doesn't make that clicking sound. That wakes her up. <laughs> Holy God. Yep. Emily doesn't sleep. She wakes. <laughs> <laughs> Much like Chuck Norris. Yes, exactly. So I actually had watched, uh, so my friend Al was over last uh, Saturday, and we actually watched the whole thing. He was actually with me when I watched the original version of The Tick. Mm. So that was fun. We were commiserating. Oh, nice. It was a good time. Yeah. Speaking of good times, guess what time it is? Time for me to give it my one thumbs up of they definitely should have used way more colorful superheroes and villains to really liven up the world. Um, he was blue. How much more color do you want? <laughs> uh, I mean, I wanna, I want him to have like a an ensemble of buddies, you know. In the in the cartoon, he had guys like Sewer Urchin and well, Slater Mouse and American <laughs> Aid, and it's still like the first whole... season. Yeah, but uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think the Terror is an okay villain. I would have preferred somebody like Chairface Chippendale because he's got a chair for a face. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I mean, that. Yeah, oh my I mean, god. Like just even like throwaway like one off bad guys. Like they had stuff like a talking dog in this and that was fine, but oh, you know, having somebody like the, the evil about. bummer, what bombs at midnight and you know oh that's a you forgot blew, to remind me. I, I asked one thing of you guys. It's not like I'm asking you to recap every episode and talk about it at length. As long as I didn't blow the secret no. question. I'm well you kinda did, but I'll come up with another one. It's fine. Um Damn it. <laughs> do you think is this me reading too much into things? Classic Greg. That there's a history with the talking dog and uh, Overkill. You think Overkill might be Crusader Knight? Maybe. Or whatever. Maybe. Oh, yeah. That's what I was talking about before. Yeah. Because he was like, so we, we didn't talk about it, but there is a book written by a dog in this. And they referenced yep. it a couple times. And you're looking at it, and you're just like... That's silly. 
And then you find out that it's a talking dog, which somehow makes it less silly, which I don't understand <laughs> why. It should make it more silly. And, um, and they don't explain how the dog talks, but you're like, okay. Right. And you find out that the dog wasn't on that final mission where Arthur witnessed his father's death and the death of the Flag Five. Um, he wasn't there because he was getting treated for heartworm, which is very serious condition, guys. Um, don't joke about it. He's still kind of getting over it. And yeah. you can't see, but off camera, Greg is just putting earmuffs on Pippin. <laughs> she already she already had heartworm. Don't say the H well, word. We already, she already had it. worm of some kind. We got her dewormed. It's fine. She's fine. Uh, but so he makes this kind of offhanded comment uh, overkill as he's watching this saying, I hate that guy. So yeah. I kind of feel like maybe there's a connection there. Like maybe he's like the Crusader Knight or Christian Crusader or whatever. I think it was Christian Crusader was his name because the dog refers to him as Chris. Um, huh. But I, th- I don't know. It just feels like it would be like a missed opportunity to not have that connection. Also, they didn't really have much of Superior. Yeah, I like, don't really care about Superior. It starts, he starts the basically the whole series talking about Superior for like 12 seconds and then superior goes to uh kind of talk down the very large man but besides that he's literally a background character and exposition that goes nowhere yeah oh that one part is like well, you have a headache you don't get headaches like yeah i know and then nothing yep which brings me into the secret question <laughs> hey hey a swing about a I miss Dave singing. I wish Dave never heard the secret question. Yeah. It's Miss Sorley. Uh, gentlemen, tonight we talked about the, uh, Amazon's official real deal Japanese seal, original series, The Tick. Um, it's only been six episodes, but we gave, all gave it a good review. It's a, definitely worth a watch. If you have Amazon Prime, please watch it. There are 30-minute episodes. doesn't take very long. It's such a good time. You can thank us later if you want. Uh, or you can thank us by leaving us a five-star comment. Woo! Or five one. What I want to know tonight is what do you guys want to see from season two? And do not leave five one star comments. I swear to fuck God, you listen to Casey. If you listen to Casey and do that, Casey is off the pot. Nope, that's too tempting. Not gonna give them that power. Not gonna give them the old Jason no. Todd power. What do you- so I was just looking at I was just looking at IMDB and the Vote actor now. who plays Overkill is only labeled as Overkill. Yep. Yeah, there's because no- we don't know who else. He well, is. the tick is also just labeled as the tick too. So, just boom, yeah. Oh. But I, I like where your head's at, Dave. I like your overthinking of it. Yeah, I was like, oh, maybe he's he is that guy. Nope, it's just overkill. But they might not put it in. I'd be anyway. I'd be curious to see if they actually have Christian Crusader, uh, credited with a role or with an actor. Or, or if it's I want, I, I want to. I'll look more thoroughly later. But I think he look is. Look more thoroughly later because I want to know what you 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 want to see once I get through the sentence in season two. I'll jump in. You jump in. Uh, yeah, I would like to see uh, his sister Dot become a, uh, American maid. Nice. I think that's probably what's going to happen. Nice. Pretty good. And I can't American take full credit because uh, my friend Al, who I watched the show with, was like, "I bet he's she's going to be American maid." That's fantastic. But I'm stealing his idea. I didn't even think about that. Boom. As far as the internet is concerned, it is your idea. Sorry. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, Chris's friend. It's official. Casey, season two. Uh, I want, I want the tick versus the tick. Yes. Uh, it's, it's my favorite episode of the cartoon where the tick goes to a superhero club 
and he proudly announces himself, and everybody's like very hush hush because there's a superhero who's like also called the Tick, who kind of throws his weight around in the club, and they're like, we can't tell Barry that there's another guy calling himself the Tick, and eventually Barry shows up, and it has the best line when he enters the door. He goes, "Who's the jerk that calls himself the Tick?" And the Tick, of course, is. I am that jerk. <laughs> <laughs> if you have not seen that episode of the cartoon, please go out and see it. It might be the most famous because I know 4chan ran with it for a while when they they brought up the evil bomber what bombs at midnight, who's a character that only shows up in that episode. But the Tick fighting another superhero called the Tick for the rights to the name? Absolutely hysterical. And beyond that, in the comics, when he wins... He gets everything the other tick has, which includes, like, a tick cycle, a tick (laughs) cave, a mansion, a secret identity. Like, he basically takes his whole life just because he won the rights to his superhero name. Does he look like the tick also, or no? What's he look like? He's a a big guy. He's a brown suit, though. uh, He has a brown suit and, like, a long nose, and he's also got, like, a tick-sized Captain America. So he actually looks more like a tick than the tick does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Interesting. A fun okay. fact about that is that was the original color scheme for the tick. It was, it was supposed to be brown, but they decided that blue would look better on a comic book page. So they went with blue. Yep. Um, and don't laugh at that, Casey. Don't laugh at him stealing the tick's identity. Identity theft is not a joke. <laughs> Good. Yeah. It's about as funny as heartwarming dog. God damn it. Man man That's what I was waiting for, Chris. In the arms <laughs> of the <angel>. <laughs> <laughs> 16 cents a day. You too could help these dogs with their heartworm. Oh, wow. Yeah, he does look kind of cool. I'm looking uh, at him right now. Boom. So, Casey says Tick versus the Tick, which actually uh, Shenron's Wish over here in chat said something very similar. Uh, we also have Chairface. Chairface Chippendale would be, would be nice to see. Um, Doc Chris wants to see Dot as... Interesting, Doc Chris. You chose the character with a similar name to yours. I see what's going on here. Hey, look, we Dot's going to stick together. Sure. Uh, us and Dot uh-huh. Matrix are going to go... Uh, if you get on. one more, you guys can call yourselves the Ellipses. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Grammar jokes. Uh, Dave, did you go? Go nope. for it. Um, so I really almost don't want to see an origin story of the tick in this because I really don't want to... I like just imagining where he came from for the most mm. part. Um, so I hope they don't reveal that too soon. But what I would like to see, um, I want to see Tick and what's his name, Superion, go at it. Okay. Okay. Like I really want because I, I was hoping that would happen at some point in this series. Like he becomes a bad guy or something like that, and like they just, I mean, this season they fight each other. But I really want to. They both like he's Superman and he's a Superman who doesn't fly. So I want to see what they can do. Against each other. Well, so he's modern right Superman, and Tick is like Golden Age Superman, right? Yeah, in almost every possible way. Like, there's the Tick has no real weakness; he can't fly, but he can jump pretty incredible bounds. Um, right. He's got that super craft macaroni and cheese way talking about him, <laughs> um, which is the cheesiest for those of you who keep a track at home. Love it. Love it. Uh, then you have. Um, Superion. I always want to call him a superior. I always want to call him superior because it's stupid Mark Millar comic 
which Netflix now has the Ugh. rights to, which I am dreading what's going to happen out of that. I keep uh, on wanting to call. I keep on wanting to call him Yeah, that too. So you have <laughs> yeah. Hyperion, an actual like the original Superman XP, yeah. who has a weird weakness that they're not going to describe. He's a little, a little on the dark side, but not too, too dark. Like he's got a kind of a weird sense, like sense about him. I don't know. I got this weird vibe off of him. He's got um, almost an alien maybe, sense. Maybe, maybe? it's the uh, the pumpkin spice latte vision. That's giving me a weird vibe. I don't know. I didn't know that he <laughs> better was better than sh- than than blue heat yeah. vision. Yeah, <laughs> that's for that's for sure. I don't know. He was he was such oh, a basic like bitch. I didn't know that, but apparently he is. Um, yeah, I don't know. He just he just totally had that more modern feel to him. I want to see in season two. Um, I don't even know what I want. Oh, I want to see a change in the costume again. I really would just want to see the the glasses, like the goggles over the tick's eyes, the all white, <laughs> expressive Deadpool kind of thing going on. Ah, uh, the lenses. lenses. What I really would like to see. Although, I do kind of like that I can see his eyes from time to time too, because just he's just a great portrayal of the character. Um, I agree with what Casey said earlier. I really would like to see a lot more ridiculous characters. And I think that this was just the gateway into ridiculousness. I think they had to kind of tiptoe into it, dip their big toe in the water um, kind of thing and just like see how it goes. So six episodes at 20 minutes of pop is pretty light. Yeah. Dippins, so I'm, I'm kind of hoping that I think it would be a really cool cold, cold open. Like it's just, madness going on you got dinosaur neil doing things stomping around you got the tick trying to like stop that you have um and they tarantino it and go back to how they got there exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) fantastic record scratch (laughs) i bet you're wondering how we got to this situation so i bet you're wondering how we got into this situation oh my god you literally have the tick Pushing the panel to the side, the screen to the side, leaning on it and saying, I bet you're wondering how we got here. Well, it was all part of a day. <laughs> well, I don't remember. So we'll just continue from where we left off. Well, it, it all starts with how I remembered where I lived. Only I didn't remember where I was supposed to live. And I ended up in a cardboard box in the sewer, mind you. With bunnies. There were bunnies. And then have Arthur come in and just be like, there were no bunnies. And they have little cool little... It all started with a sandwich. (laughs) Tick, who are you talking to? I'm talking to them. Oh. You want to talk about a fun story of the Tick in a sewer? He fights uh, a mime king, which is the mime equivalent to a rat king. (laughs) So it's it's a bunch of mimes all tied together. That's fantastic. I'm Googling. That's great. That's great. Um, and with that, that's it. We're out of time. Everyone went secret question. Ooh. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. This has been episode 114. We talked about Amazon original series, The Tick. Um, I want to go ahead and just take a moment. To thank everyone for joining us in chat today. We had another great following. Remember, if you have a secret question for what we're going to be covering next week, which I'm going to let you know right now, it, we're going to be covering the It, it remake. 2017. Yeah. I'm really pumped. I've been listening to the audiobook. Fun fact, narrated by Stephen Weber. Yes, that's Stephen Weber of Wings fame. Oh. Yeah, that's great. It's like Love Take Me Down to the Streets. Great. It's a great, great. There's a difference. I'll talk about it next week. Um, 
Well, we're, talking, we're talking about that. So if you have your own secret question that you are developing or you thought of, uh, feel free to email us at the bcfpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we're looking, I look at that every day. I always look, try to see what's going on. Any, any cool things coming in? Super appreciate everyone hanging out. Super appreciate everyone listening. We see everyone. It's such a good time that we have. We do this all pretty much for free. So come on into the pool, guys. Come on in live. Twitch.tv slash Bad Cardi Funky. Thursday night. The water's 10 fine. 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, we all float down. We here. all float down. He, oh, that's what everyone's going to say in the intro all to the next right, week, isn't it? Already we all float. All right. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> everyone, thanks again for tuning in. Remember, we will see you next time or we will see you another time. Or we will see you never. Spoo! <laughs>